0: May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Kuke Audio Podcast. I'm DC Puba of Kuke Audio and Kuke Archives. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations. Of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we have the third and final installment of a lecture that Shunyu Suzuki gave at Sokoji in San Francisco on Bush Street on July 26, 1965. Uh, I, he might have given it on the 27th. Uh, there's, uh, I think the, the file's called 26, and I think it might be a mistake. I think it was a one-week session. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so um, I'm just going to start reading it now. And uh, I see the file is 18 minutes. That's uh, his speaking time after I edited it. There's a lot of traffic. It starts off with a student asking a question. It's long, it's hard to hear. Uh, I'm looking at the verbatim version. I'm going to be editing it some on the run as I read. I mean, it would be better, of course, if I worked out my own verbatim version and then read it a- after uh, after editing the audio. Uh, you know, the more I do this, the more I see. To do it really well, how much work it would take. But um, anyway, so I almost think this is like a dry run. You know what I'm doing because I, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, of that. Uh, so, um, uh, so, so it's a long question, and Suzuki's answer is. Um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things he says in here. Uh, it's almost, it seems to me, there could be a uh, explanation or a, 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 uh, there could be like um, a, uh, an interpretation of this lecture. I mean, one, one th- point that he's, he makes in this lecture, and really, I forget whether if it's in what I'm going to read right now. Or if it's in the prior stuff, it's that um, we, as Buddhists uh, we don't uh, really disagree with science. Uh, uh, we accept science, but we also look at things from another point of view. So you know, he's at one point here. There's some student says. I mean, there was a comparison of Hindu and Buddhist meditation. And, and, you know, he says, well, he thinks they have different goals, whatever. And then uh, the the student says, it might be there, it might be when somebody says uh, that uh, uh, Anagarika Govinda wrote about the difference between Hindu and Zen meditation and said how different they were and how different their goals were. And then the student says, but there can only be one truth, which... um, Wow, um, uh, you know he, Suzuki does talk about one way in this how religion is one way, but that's not the type of one way he means. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and he says things are paradoxical in his answer, and he says this is a philosophical discussion in philosophy uh, is. Things are paradoxical, you know. Science, in science, there's no holy truth. Everything's up for. It's a process for for you know. This is the way we see it now, but possibly oh, will change as we have more data or whatever. Anyway, um, I think that's all, all I'm <laughs> allowed to say about it. Anyway, I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. It's uh, uh, it's in there in the in this thicket of uh, all this with the traffic going by. So here I'm going to start reading it, and then you're going to hear him saying it. Student G, there have been some systems of metaphysics which are not strictly Western philosophy. Uh, Meaning that they are Eastern, which try to explain, not explain, but try to make us understand our existence not as well as by work, as by study, so that we have a particular chemical or physical understanding of any object and uh, of uh, why we do things. For example, why we adopt a proper position why we keep our backs straight. Uh, Was there ever a time when Buddhism used explanations like those? Or has Buddhism from Shakyamuni on always been disinterested in an, an analysis of things from a physical level? Suzuki, I think that is why you are interested in Buddhism. You have a good background to understand what is Buddhism. You know, you have very advanced science of various kinds of philosophy, and your achievement is perfect, almost perfect, I think, especially in natural science. This kind of achievement is very meaningful for us Buddhists. But Buddhists will give you another interpretation from another angle, you know, in your achievement. We do not change what you have achieved. We believe in your achievement. There is no room for ignoring scientific truth. The science was developed by actual experiments. Experiment after experiment, you achieved scientific progress, and uh, you will continue this effort. But that is, you know, scientific knowledge. We should know that. This is not religious knowledge. Religious knowledge is something different from that. To give another interpretation to science is religion. To understand science from another angle is religion without changing your conclusion. We do not doubt scientific truth. We accept scientific truth but we will give another interpretation to it without changing uh, the meaning, not meaning, without changing the conclusion of science. There are many famous parables in Buddhism. Water for fish, water's their home. For a human being, it's water, not our home. And for a celestial being, water is some palace or something. Palace like the Cow Palace. And he laughs, and everybody laughs. For those of you who don't know, the Cow Palace is a very, very big coliseum in the uh, San Francisco area. So, for a human being, science is something different. You know, uh, for me, science is something different from the viewpoint of a scientist. That, is why uh, even as, you know even a scientist very and who has very advanced knowledge in the scientific way uh, can become very superstitious we know many people who are uh, su- we know many people who are very superstitious we know many superstitious scientists you may say how is it possible for him to believe in such a primitive religion but some of them are quite superstitious science and his spiritual life is quite different for him you know scientific knowledge scientific knowledge and spiritual understanding are quite different two matters for us some question what criteria do we use for deciding what are the proper things and what the proper ways to do them are <laughs> uh, proper way <coughs> no you know when you say so uh, that is the question of ethics you know i now i am not talking about ethics do you understand uh Uh, What I can say now is for a person who understands what their mind is, uh, there's no alternative way to take it. That's good, Uh, there is no bad for us who understand our inmost nature. In the realm of morality, there are two ways, good and bad. That's ethics, which is, that's ethics, which is good. This is good and this is bad. So you have to take good instead of bad. That is morality. But that is because you live in a moral realm. But in religious life, there is no alternative. There is just one way. When you become quite religious, you know there's no other way than to take one way. Water does not come up, it always comes down. That kind of question, because we say no good, don't discriminate, you know. We Buddhists say don't discriminate, there is no good or bad. So that kind of question is quite a natural question, I think, we do not ignore good or bad. So here you see religion will give life to morality. For religious people it is pleasure to take good instead of bad. There is no alternative way, but for a moral mind, there are two ways, which are good. Uh, No, which is good, and you must have some measure, you know, of value. Uh, This measurement will be, well, how to make the measurement is a big problem. The measurement for a woman will not be the measurement for men. There is a big problem. So... If there's no religion, you will make your effort to utilize morality or to make some excuse in what you do. Uh, If there's no religion, uh, that will be your effort. Not pure enough, you know. You're just making an excuse because our Constitution says it like this. Oh, this is good and this is bad. And when it's not convenient, you will not say anything. That is morality. Uh, you will abuse morality and abuse the law and abuse religion. Religion's very handy to use. So if you say, well, Shakyamuni Buddha says so, even a stone will be a medicine. That is an abuse of religion, abuse of Shakyamuni Buddha. That is not religion at all. That is, you know, I don't know what it is. It's not even science. Some question. We have 15 minutes more. Uh, Student I. In the manual for meditation uh, that you uh, have in the hall, it says, place your tongue on the roof of your mouth, Suzuki. "Mm -hmm." Student, why is that, Suzuki? Well, usually... Uh, you are doing like that but you know a beginner will wonder what they should do and so what they should do with their tongue so when you said for the first time your mouth will be full of water when your tongue is like this uh, your you know mouth will be filled with water but when your tongue is like this it's all right uh, i guess he's demonstrating the tongue not being on the roof of the mouth uh If you do like this, try what will happen to your mouth. Uh, Those are the ideas uh, precepts. If we say 250 precepts or 500 precepts, you'll say, oh my, what a rigid religion Buddhism is. But our precepts are something like that. What we, you know, assure our conduct by study, you know, actually, what you are doing is what you are What you are intuitively doing is our precepts. We do not force anything to you. Student J, Sensei, do you think that the yoga practice by religious people in India is very close to Zazen? Do you know very much about it? Suzuki, no. I don't know it. If I knew it, I think. I must say something, but... I'm afraid uh, if it is good, uh, it's all right. But, you know, it's uh, the idea, you know, is, well, not yoga practice itself, but in what way or in what purpose they practice yoga is the important point. It's like medicine, you know, if you take it in the proper way, it's all right. But if you rely on it too much. uh, So, yoga practice isn't the only way to help you. We should know that, I think. uh, More questions? Student K. The book The Foundations of Tibetan Mysticism by Lama Anagarika Govinda compares point by point Hindu yoga with Zazen posture, not going into all the special postures, Hindu yoga with Buddhist yoga, and he comes to the conclusion Uh, The whole reason one does it is quite different, and the background is quite different, and you end up with something quite different. Suzuki, yeah, I think so, maybe. That is Buddhism, you know, the background or idea. Student L, how could there be two truths? Suzuki, huh? (laughs) Student L, how could there be two truths? How could there be two reasons? Student L. M, what are you talking about? (laughs) Suzuki, two reasons. Student L, yeah, two reasons. The reason for this and the reason for that. Suzuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. Student L, there's a difference. Suzuki, in philosophical study, there's always antithesis. Student, antithesis. Suzuki, antithesis. Uh-huh, it's inevitable in philosophical study. Student, the appearance, yeah, that's the appearance. Suzuki, uh-huh, no, that's the truth. Suzuki, well, there is always a paradox in philosophical study. It can't be helped, and there's truth, you know. Where there's paradox, there is truth. If you have eyes to see, but as long as you're confined in philosophical study, you have no eyes to see through a paradoxical statement. Philosophy is good because it's paradoxical. Uh, so we Buddhists use uh, paradoxical expression. It should be paradoxical. So we apply paradoxical expressions as philosophers do. And we do not think that is paradoxical. Ha, 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 Uh, We have one-week discussion, so it may be better to finish today our discussion. I guess he means we've talked for a week already, Uh, W-E-E-K. We have one-week discussion, so it may be better to finish today our discussion. (laughs) Maybe he's translating some saying uh, from Japanese uh, like, they say, oh, we've talked for a week. It's maybe time to go home or something. Anyway, it seems sort of funny. But, yeah, that's the end of it. Uh, there's a note, a note. According to a windbell, the windbell, 1965, volume four, number four, page one, the seven-day session began at 545, AM, Monday, July twenty sixth. Ah, all right, all right. Hm. So, ah, uh, well, that was interesting, ah. Huh? So, look, ah, uh, I am not going to go back. And listen to and edit what I just read. I have to go to bed. And uh, um, I spent a long time on this today. Uh, and not, uh, you know, it was sort of getting the tip of the pyramid, but I was comparing different audios and noise uh, reduction. And uh, I don't know, you know. So uh, I don't think, I don't think I need to edit that. Um, I'll I'll glance at it real quick. And I'll uh, move to next to uh, Suzuki's speaking. The very words I just uh, read are very close to it. (laughs) And um, then uh, we will see you again the next time you show up. On Tuesday, I plan to have more chapters from Thank you. And okay, in Americans, and failure in Japan. Uh,
1: there have been some systems, uh, some systems of uh, metaphysics which are not strictly uh, Western philosophy, which try to explain, uh, you know, not explain, but try to make us understand our existence not uh, as well as by work, by uh, study so that we have uh, a particular chemical or uh, physical understanding of, of any object and of, our, of why we do things, for example, why we, uh, why we adopt them, why, them why we uh, keep our backs this, uh, this Was there ever a time when Buddhism used explanations like those, or um, as Buddhism law? from chapter 21, are always disinterested in, uh, in the analysis of things on a physical level? Uh, I think that is why uh, you are interested in uh, Buddhism. You have a good background to understand what is Buddhism. You know, you have uh, very uh, advanced uh, science and various uh, kinds of philosophy. And uh, your achievement is perfect, almost perfect, I think, especially in uh, natural science. This uh, achievement is very meaningful. For us, for us Buddhists, uh, Buddhists, but uh, Buddhists will give you some, another interpretation from another angle, you know, in your achievement. We do not change uh, what you have achieved. We believe in your achievement. There's no, you know, no room to (laughs) ignore scientific truths. The science developed by, uh, you know, actual experiment Experiment after experiment, you achieve scientific uh, progress and you will continue this effort. But uh, that is, you know, a scientific knowledge. We should know that, you know. <laughs> that is not religious knowledge. Religious knowledge is something different from that. To give some another interpretation to science is religion. To understand science from another angle is religion. Without changing your conclusion, we do not doubt uh, scientific truths. We accept scientific truths. But uh, we we'll give another interpretation to it, without changing the meaning. Not meaning without changing the conclusion of science. There are many uh, very famous parables in Buddhism. A water, for fish. a fish, water is uh, their uh, home. <laughs> uh, for a human being, it is water, not a uh, home. And for there being, it is water uh, is some um, uh, palace or something, palace, like cow palace. <laughs> <laughs> For human beings, science is something different, you know. <laughs> For me, <laughs> uh, science is something different from uh, the viewpoint of scientists. That is why even though even the scientists have very advanced knowledge in scientific way, they become very superstitious. (laughs) Uh, We know many superstitious science. You may say, how is is it possible for him to believe in such a primitive religion? But some of them are quite superstitious. science and uh, his Spiritual life is quite different for him. You know, scientific knowledge and spiritual uh, understanding is quite different to uh, matter for us. Some question. What criteria
0: do we use for deciding what is the proper thing?
1: proper way to do them are. Proper way? Oh. Uh, you know, uh, when you say so, uh, that is the question of ethics. You know. Now, I'm not talking about ethics. You know. Do you understand? What I can say now is for a person who understands uh, what is my mind, there is no alternative way to take that is good. There is no bad for us, who understand our, our inmost nature. In their mo- morality, there two ways, good and bad. That is uh, ethics, which is good. This is good and this is bad. So you have to take good instead of bad. That is morality. But uh, that is because you live in moral uh, reality. But in uh, religious life, there's no alternative, there's just only one way. If When you become quite religious, you know, there's no other way than to take one way. Water does not come up, it it's always comes down. That kind of uh, you know, question, because we say, no good, don't discriminate, You know, we Buddhists say, don't discriminate, then no good or bad. So that kind of uh, question is quite a natural question, I think. We do not ignore. Good or bad. So here you see the religion will give the drive to morality. For religious people, it is the pleasure to uh, take good instead of bad. There is no alternative way. But for a moral mind there's two ways which is good and you must have some measure of value (laughs) how to uh, make the measurement is big problem (laughs) the measurement uh, for a woman will not be the measurement for uh, men. <laughs> That's the big problem. So if there is no religion, you will make uh, your effort to utilize morality, or to make some excuse in what you do. If there is no religion, that will be that, your effort, not pure enough, you no. You are just making excuse because our constitution says like this, so this is good and this is bad. But when it is not convenient, you will not say anything. <laughs> That is morality, will be the abuse of morality, and abuse of uh, law, and abuse of religion. Religion is very handy to use. (laughs) So, if you say, Shakamuni Buddha said so. (laughs) Even a stone will be a (laughs) medicine. That is abuse of religion, abuse of Shakamuni Buddha. (laughs) That is not religion at all. That is, you know, I don't know what it it is. It is not even science. We have 15 minutes more. In, uh, in the manual for meditation, uh, it says, uh, your tongue ungroup in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Usually you are doing like that. But a uh, you know, beginner will wonder, what should he do with their tongue? You know. <laughs> When you sit, you know, for the first time, your mouth will be full of, of water. <laughs> when your tongue is like this, your, uh, you know, mouth will be filled with water. But when your tongue is like this, it's all right if you do like this try <laughs> what will happen to you, <laughs> 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 Those are the idea of precepts, if we say uh, 250 precepts or 5 Hundred precepts, you will say, "Oh my, (laughs) Uh, what rigid religion Buddhism is!" But uh, our precepts is uh, something like that. We make it sure, assure our conduct by uh, study. You know, actually, what you are doing is. What you are intuitively doing is a precept. We do not force anything to you. uh, Do you think that the uh, the yoga uh, practiced by religious people in India is very
0: close to Zaha, you do you know much about it?
1: No, I don't want to know it. (laughs) If I know it, uh, I think I must say something. (laughs) I'm afraid. If it is good, it's all right. You know, it is idea, you know. Not yoga practice itself, but in what way or in what purpose they practice yoga is a very important point. It is like medicine, you know. If you take it in proper way, it is all right. But uh, if you rely on it too much, so yoga practice is not only way (laughs) to help you. We should know that a the uh, book Foundations of Tibetan Mysticism by Ravama Angharita Govinda compares point by point uh, Hindu yoga or satan posture not going into all the special posture uh, Hindu yoga with Buddhist yoga and he comes to the conclusion that the whole reason one does it is quite different the the background is quite different and you end up with something quite different. Yeah. I think so. Maybe. That is Buddhism. The background or idea. How could there be two truths? Hmm? How could there be two truths? How could there be two reasons Two reasons? Yeah, two reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. In philosophical, you know, study, there's always an entity. It it is inevitable in philosophical study. Uh There's always paradox in philosophical study. It it cannot be helped. And there, uh, there's truth, you know. Where there's paradox, the truth, if you have eyes to see, it, you know. <laughs> but as long as you are uh, confined in philosophical study, you have no eyes to see through the uh, paradox, paradoxical uh, statement. Philosophy is good because it is paradoxical, you know. So we Buddhists use paradoxical expression. It should be paradoxical. So we use, uh, we apply paradoxical expression as philosophers uh, do. And we do not uh, think that it's uh, paradoxical. We have one week <laughs> discussion, so it <laughs> better mm-hmm. to finish mm-hmm. today our discussion.
0: Until next time, this is DC Puba of CUKE Audio and CUKE Archives coming to you from Sleepy Sanur with Doggett Bandita, Feline Kuchita, and Dear Lovely Katrinka. And we're wishing you, and yours, and all of us, a grand awakening.